Intentionally Disruptive is brought to you by Microformulas. Creating solutions that work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit Microformulas online at microformulas.com. A podcast about life. I mean, that's a struggle, I think, with every single day. Are we good enough? Everything it can throw at you. The only person that can make us happy is ourselves. Real people talking about life's real issues. Oh, yeah, there you go. This is Intentionally (laughs) Disruptive with Shonda McNeil. All right, our series this month is called It's All a Bunch of Hocus Pocus. We are talking paranormal activity, murders. Last week, we read the scariest story ever told, which was basically the worst story ever told. Now, this week, we are going to talk about fears. We're going to hear from people who are afraid of cockroaches, cardboard, circles, and blood. Now, we've had you send some audio clips in talking about your fears. Yes, you listening. Uh, I have Rachel, our assistant podcast producer, and Kaylee, who does research for the podcast. They're both in studio to help make sense of why these fears exist and if there's an actual name for them. Because sometimes you never know. Like, you would never think that there's an actual disorder, and then you Google it, boom, you have a name for it, right? So I think it's only fair that we reveal our fears first. So I'll go first. Uh, mine is, and I think I've said this many times uh, on you know past podcast episodes, my biggest fear is getting up out of bed in the morning. Like, I'm not kidding. I have debilitating, debilitating anxiety. So getting out of bed to face the unknown every single day is horrifying for me. I do it. Some days anxiety wins and I work from bed, but that is my biggest fear every single day. Kaylee, what's yours? So... We were trying to figure this out before the podcast. I really don't know what my biggest fear is. Like, I don't have something every day where I'm like, I'm so scared of that. Like, I don't have something that just sticks out to me. Well, it doesn't have to be every day, but like something that like just the thought of it doesn't scare you. Like, how how old are, how old are you? Twenty two. You're twenty. Hey, twenty two. But I also doesn't adulthood have to be something that's like that scares you. Because mine is not something that scares me. True. I mean, I guess I do have a fear of being alone. Like, I don't like being at my house alone. Like, I'd rather have people around. I'd rather be talking to people. Like, I don't enjoy being alone. Like, there are for sure times where I like my alone time, but I don't like being alone at all. I know you pretty well. I know you pretty well. I would say, what about um, a fear of failure? Yeah, because <laughs> you sure. are a for hyper. Sure. For, you are sure. you are a hyper perfectionist. Like for to sure. the like even down to your writing. Like when you do like uh, I don't know. I like if I have you like, hey Kaylee, can you make a sign for me? The lettering, the writing is like perfect. Like everything that you do is like one hundred percent perfection. That's so true. I'm glad we uncovered this. <laughs> it's, it's a fear like, of failure. Oh, for sure. And on like a sticky note, if I'm like writing a list of things that I have to do, and I like. I'm like, ew, that word looks ugly. Like, I got to restart the sticky note. Like, the to-do list, that's going to get thrown away in an hour. I need to restart it. Like, that's a big that's, problem. That's a thing. I just did the worst thing ever. Typ- typically, like, whenever you go to, when you see a therapist, and the therapist is, like, talking to you, and the, the whole point of it is for you to come to the revelation yourself that something's wrong. Like, you you identify what your, whether it be your fears or your issues are, it's, it's, it's up to you. And I totally just skipped 10 steps and just said, hey, this is this your is fear. It. This is it. I just, <laughs> I just handed it to you, which is like the worst thing ever. No, I'm glad you did. Fear of failure. All right, Rach, what's yours? Mine is 100% the fear of missing out. I feel like I'm a yes girl if somebody's like, 
hey, we're going to go do this thing. You want to go? I'm like, heck yeah, because you might have fun without me, and I might just be sitting on my couch doing nothing. Okay. But it's also stemming from, like, the anxiety of other people having fun without me being there. And then them having to, like, come back and tell me, like, hey, we had so much fun. You should have came. It's like, dang it. I wasn't doing anything important. I should have been there. So why do I have to force you to go to girls' nights? Remember we did the big girls' night? You're like, oh, I don't know. I had to basically drag you out of your house to get you to girls' night. Maybe it was a bad day. Maybe it was a bad day. Because <laughs> you didn't care about missing out that night. I mean, you showed up, Maybe which was, was great. A, yeah, but that but. was the thing is... It was probably one of those, like, no, I don't need to go. And they were like, well, we're doing this and we're doing this. And I was oh, like, yeah. shoot, I, 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 I got to uh, go. You're going to have fun without me. I put on my genius sales pitch is what I did. <laughs> All right. So uh, first up, we're going to hear from Brandy. She sent us audio of her fear. Let me bring this up and play it really quick. Here we go. Here is Brandy's fear. I'm terrified of a bunch of tiny circles or even big circles all grouped together. I found out recently that it's a condition. It it actually has a name. If you feel a physical reaction of disgust or nausea, um, it's called tripophobia. And I didn't know that there was a name for it or that this was even a thing, but I can remember being really, really young and going to the beach and seeing barnacles on logs and all of the little circles within them, I would want to vomit. And I started noticing them in other places like artwork or coffee table patterns, random things, decorative ornaments. And every time I see them, I get this weird physical reaction in my wrists. Um, And it's just like this feeling of disgust and my skin crawls and it's just, ugh. So I don't know if that's an actual fear um, or if it's just more of like my biggest disgust in life, but (laughs) that's what I have for you. That's interesting. A bunch of like uh, circles. Yeah, she probably would not enjoy looking at our sound oh, panels. No. Yeah, no. Oh, they probably would make her vomit. So I, I have like, I, I've never, I don't know, I mean, a bunch of circles, obviously, clearly, our, our sound panels in here in the studio are, you know, there's tons of them. But I do get like sick and like nauseous if you're in like a, you ever go to like a carnival and jump in a fun house? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> and, like and, and the spinny you. circles? Gross. That, exactly. Like, I exactly. Feel like everybody has that. that that's what I'm that's, like, Everybody yeah. kind of feels that way. Yeah. Like, I, when she sent this in, I did not think it was a thing. And I looked up at pictures of like things that people yeah. will look at. And they are disgusting. Like, I can completely understand where she's coming from. Obviously, like, I don't need to vomit, but they are weird. I mean, she's even talking about the circles on logs yeah. at See, the beach. Yeah, but I'm thinking, like, the Olympics logo. Oh, like, <laughs> those oh yeah. I think, Rachel just, she okay, brought yeah, up the most that, disgusting like, photos. Like, beehives, that's what I'm that's imagining. Horrible. Yeah. And and again, like Kaylee said, she's just picturing the Olympics logo, like the four circles. <laughs> four circles? circles? How many circles? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Well, she brought up like barnacles and like the, I barnacles yeah, yeah. are like close-knit circles. So I yeah. can completely understand that. All right. Next up is uh, Josh. Here's his, uh, here's his fear. So my fear, I don't know if it classifies as a fear necessarily, but for the longest time I've had this aversion to sounds particular sounds and like perceived textures i don't know if there's a name for that but i remember like road trips when i was little my siblings they'd you know do anything to bother you because they're your siblings they'd start like scratching the roof of like our van 
and it's this felt or this weird fabric. I'm not sure what it was, but I remember just, it was like nails on a blackboard to me, but just worse. And they're like, oh, it's funny. I'm like, no, you need to stop right now. Like I got so upset because it just physically, like, I don't know what it does to my body, but I just freak out. So certain textures like that or cardboard boxes, people who like rub cardboard together, if you're like folding it or whatever, I can't, I can't deal with that. I don't know what it is, but working in shipping for five months, I definitely wore earbuds a lot because that sound just is crazy. Or being in school and somebody folds a piece of paper and starts to crease it, but they use their nails. And I don't even have to hear that one. I can just see it and it drives me crazy. I don't I don't know what it is, but I, for the longest time I've just avoided certain sounds at all costs and that's a that's my fear. I feel Josh on something. I I, I totally I, I've never I guess I never categorize that as a fear because there's a lot of noises and things like that that just drive me nuts or I'm anticipating words. yeah words even right words drive me nuts sounds drive me nuts black beans black beans <laughs> the sight of black beans I guess I'm afraid, see, I told you I'm afraid of everything um, but the the felt thing mm-hmm. oh yeah I mean I, I was cringing just mm-hmm. listening to it because that is the worst sound or like a knife or a fork on a plate. Like just the texture, that like the touching. Yeah. It like hurts my teeth. Or yeah. People bite down on their fork and then they like Ugh. scratch it with their teeth. I they hate pull it out. That. Yeah. I have a friend who um who is afraid. I mean, I'm talking terrified of cotton, like cotton balls. If you if if there are cotton if there are cotton balls in in his sight, he freaks out and he'll run out of the room. It's the sa- the texture. He's afraid, like the sound that the cotton makes when you rub balls together, cotton balls. I just realized what I said. Whenever you rub the the, <laughs> the cotton balls together, the the sound that it makes, um, that just is like his worst nightmare. So he cannot be around. I'm assuming he probably doesn't put a Q-tip in his ear then. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it's the cotton balls spe- like specifically. I mean, Q-tips. I don't know if they would really make that noise. But it goes along the same thing, like just the the, the anticipation of what that sound would be. Interesting. What is that? Is is there even um, a disorder like for the, that type of thing, like for yeah. cardboard specifically? Yeah. So I actually looked it up. It says uh, symptoms of cogomophobia. Oh dear God! I wasn't even Let's thinking. Have, uh, Google try and uh, translate it. Yeah, do a little translation for us. Cogomophobia. Okay. Whatever he said. Yeah, so I guess so it's a thing. Is, this is a thing, and a lot of people suffer from this. Like the touching of cardboard, cardboard makes people squirm. It's like nails on a chalkboard for most people. Um, it's saying that it makes people nauseous, lightheaded. Oh yeah, like the ripping and shredding when you're opening up a package is one of like the worst things for people. Even like pizza boxes, mm. people who have a fear of this don't even want to get pizza sometimes because what? they don't even want to come in contact with the this sound not, of opening it up. My this love for pizza. Yeah, the love the love of pizza would trump anything. Like if I had a fear of cardboard, sure. pizza wins every single time. <laughs> All right, next up we have uh Alex who sent in her audio with her fear. So uh, my name is Alex Ravella and I have a I have a massive fear of cockroaches. Oh um, yes. I, I don't know if it's a phobia. They just, like, literally make me sick. I hate them. <laughs> I'll be in borderline tears if I am in a confined space with one. 
Um, I mostly grew up in Hawaii, so we have really big flying cockroaches there. Um, I moved there when I was a teenager, so I guess just suddenly seeing this big scary bug around just about anywhere because they're freaking everywhere in Hawaii. Um, I don't know, they could just kind of terrified me. There was one time my parents just heard banging around in my bedroom. They thought that, like, I was fighting for my life up there. <laughs> and they come in and I'm crying. And they're like, oh, what's happening? And I was like, there's a cockroach in my room. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, they just terrify me. I saw one in my dad's car once as we were about to get in. One flew into his car and I refused to get into his car until he found it and got rid of it. Um so, yeah, cockroaches absolutely terrify me, and I'm happy we don't have big ones in Idaho. You know, it's uh, I can relate to Alex because growing up in southern Ohio, um, cockroaches, if you had cockroaches in your house, you were dirty, you know, they lay. I mean, that, that was just a thing. If you have cockroaches in your house, you are you are just a dirty person, right? Like, And cockroaches, like, multiply, multiply yeah. quickly, right? And they're just disgusting. So, like, I grew up with that narrative, you know, just my entire childhood. Well, then I ended up moving to Houston, Texas. And it's a thing, just like Alex was saying. In Hawaii, it's just like they're everywhere, right? The flying cockroaches, guys, they are huge. They're like Madagascar cockroaches. Like, they are huge. That's disgusting. Huge. And, and they'll be in your house. And that is just the norm there. I had multiple freakouts every single day if we would see one, even like on our porch, like on our patio, and I would see one even close to getting inside. It was the biggest panic ever because they are. They are horrifying, disgusting little things. I feel the same way about mice and like rats. Forget about it. I'm done. I will literally have to be hospitalized if I have a rat in my house. I'm not not kidding. It is the scariest, most terrifying thing to me on top of everything else in in my life. So what's the name of uh, is there, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this is a disorder. Yeah, so it's, it's an pretty actual common. disorder. It's called catsaridophobia, I believe. Oh, dear God. Oh, my gosh. Just We're going to have Google pronounce this thing. Catsaridophobia. What is it again? Catsaridophobia. Okay, so there you go. It's, it's officially a thing. Catsaridophobia. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is definitely a thing. People, there's a, in this research, a... Uh, teacher who quit her job because there was a cockroach in her like classroom. One, one cockroach. One cockroach. Wow. She quit, quit her, her job. job. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and some of the, like, symptoms, like, people have become paralyzed from cockroaches, like, from just seeing a cockroach. Uh-huh. Like, like, just can't move. They just, like, can't move, which yeah. is absolutely crazy. It sounds like Alex didn't have that problem because she was fighting them no, in her she bedroom. Was fight she was off. fighting a war in her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, uh, Craig, he sent in his audio of his fear. My fear manifested itself early in my, I guess, my 12th year. Um, I went to a doctor to get my blood drawn for a physical to, so I could attend scout camp that summer in Minnesota. And I noticed as, you know, I, I, nobody likes shots, right? So it's not needles. But this was different because the way they pulled the, the way they drew the blood, they put a, like a, I guess that's like kind of a straw. It's a really small diameter straw, but a, they prick my finger and she puts this straw on the end of my finger and I'm, and I'm looking at it going, what is that? And as I watched the blood go up the straw, I start, I just passed out. I woke up and the phlebotomist, I guess, is she's like, are you okay? I'm like, what just happened? So as I go through my life, I realize I am deathly afraid of 
having my own blood drawn or seeing my own blood being drawn. And I had a couple other experiences. I realized it's more, I don't want to see myself bleed. Not cutting yourself with a paper cut's one thing, but intentionally going in and pulling blood out and that kind of stuff. Ugh. Like I could watch somebody else get in an accident and fully bleed out in front of me like, oh, hey, they just bled out in front of me. If I'm at a doctor's office and they're drawing blood out of my arm or anything like that or seeing things happen to my body that are like maybe not normal, it freaks me out and I just, I've passed out. The second experience that kind of confirms this in my mind is when I was in college and I remember vividly, I had, I had arthroscopic knee surgery the week between the conference basketball tournament and the NCAA basketball tournament. Why does this matter? Because I'm not a basketball player. I was the mascot for my university and I had knee surgery between those two weeks and they went in and they just scoped it out. I went in afterwards and to have my stitches removed, there were just like two or three stitches and on three little holes in my knee. And I went in to get my stitches removed and I'm sitting in the ta- in the little exam whatever room and the doctor pulls the stitch out. He was like, hey, I just got the first one out. That was pretty easy. And so I, I'm like, oh, really? Oh, that was, I didn't even feel that. So I look at him as he goes in with his whatever to pull the second stitch out and I passed out. I wake up and I'm in a room. <laughs> I'm in an OBGYN table with the stirrups and everything like that. I'm like, I've never exited a room as fast in my life <laughs> as that point. But the reason I was there is because I, oh, I'm going to, oh, I think I can handle this now. I, I'm seeing my own blood and <laughs> pulls the stitch out, passed out, forget it. So ever since then, I, whenever I go to get my blood work done or anything like that, I will, I will just talk, I'll ramble with whoever's pulling the blood out. And I'll look the other way and they can never find a vein and it's horrible. And it's like, they're digging around and I can feel them digging around, but I'm not, if I look, I'm going to pass out. If I don't look, I can maybe get through it. So um, that's, I don't know if that's a fear or a phobia or just like a mental thing. There's probably a lot to unpack there, but I do not want to see my own blood. I will look at you. I will again, watch you bleed out. But if I see my own blood and it's intentional, that's it. It's over. I'm going to pass out. The only thing I want to unpack is the fact that what I find interesting is that he, if he's getting blood drawn, he'll pass out. But if he, like, say, like, Rach, you, like, literally get gutted right in front of him. Ah, he's fine. Yeah. Not a big deal. I just saw the inside of Rachel's body. Like, I'm totally say. cool with that. But he's not okay with blood coming, shooting mm-hmm. through the straw. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually I've blood's people, blood, right? Like, yeah. blood, you're, the fear of blood is just that that's it. But it's the fear of right. blood coming out of his body. Right. Because I was going to say, I know people who are afraid of blood in general. Like, their blood, other people's blood. It's actually my father-in-law. He's afraid of all blood, but he can still, like, gut a deer. And he's fine with that blood. It's human blood. But not, like, he's afraid of everybody's blood. Craig (laughs) is afraid of his 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 own own blood. blood, That's interesting. kind of crazy. So, who... I can definitely relate with this, though, because... I have to frequently get my blood drawn, and, like, every single time it's a complete disaster. They can't find my vein. Yeah. They have to use the butterfly needle. It's always one thing after another, and I've definitely felt like I was going to pass out before. Like, they've had to lay me down on a table multiple times because I can't look at it. Like, I've never even looked at that little, like, straw thing that he's talking about. I've genuinely 
never even turned my head to see it because well, I know that's what. Well, happen. and, that, and that's amazing. It, seems, it sounds like he looks at it every time and like, pat, like why, like why, why look yeah. at it? Stop looking at it. But Craig. but you know, um, just like Kaylee, I have to go every three months and get my blood drawn, and mm-hmm. I am fine as long as I, I, I can see the blood. That's not a problem. My thing is the needles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I cannot watch the needle go into my arm oh, into an IV. Yeah. I just, I can't. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, so I just look away basically until they tell me, okay, you're good to go. Take the rubber band thingy off and, and we're good to go. But See, I enjoy that. Enjoy what? When I get my blood drawn, like watching them, I'm like, what? please. The needle? Like, yeah. The needle going in. Oh, I'm what? obsessed with it. Obsessed? Yeah. It's what just about like a weird. It? That's like, so extra. Like what? Like you're like you're obsessed? Yeah. Wow. I hate it. I love watching it. So my oh, mom. My my mom is so, so next level extra when it comes to needles. She got bit by a spider. Her foot, on the bottom of her foot, her like her leg, so the, the her entire foot up to her leg and almost to like her hips swollen. I mean, she was, it was a mess. My husband and I begged her, you have to go to the hospital. So she, the only way she would go is if she drove. And I thought that was interesting. I'm like, okay, fine. Because it was her left leg. And I'm like, fine. We'll follow you into urgent care, whatever. If you need to drive to get you there, that's fine because you need a shot. You guys, she crashed her car to get out of the shot. She crashed her no. car into somebody else. No. Oh, it was, my god! It was a scene. She crashed. Scene. That's why she wanted to drive separately. So she could and, crash her car. And get out of going. She had a full-on plan. Oh, a full-on plan. Gosh. Like, that's how insane she she cannot handle needles. And there's a lot of things she can't handle, but a, she can't handle needles. But is this, like, a true phobia? Like, Craig being afraid of, like, his own blood, his own blood, not everybody else's blood? I know that there's the fear of blood in general, which is hemophobia, but I couldn't really find anything on, like, just your own blood. Hmm. So Craig's special. So they just wrap it into yeah. general. Unless, I mean, they're saying there's specific phobias within the fear of blood, so maybe he has... One of those. One of those. Well, there's a follow-up because uh, he uh, he sent me a message um, shortly after he sent us his audio, um, but he said that he went with his daughter, his high school um, daughter, Lauren, and she went to get her blood drawn, and she passed out. Wow. So, it's so like, it, like, runs in the family. It runs in the family, yeah. Crazy. It's, like, hereditary to be afraid. I mean, and maybe Lauren's afraid of blood in general, but maybe when she got her blood drawn. When the doctor tells you when you're getting your blood drawn to, like, breathe. Yeah. Maybe they just, like— don't breathe. Well, yeah. don't breathe, and well, I mean, you got to breathe, or you'll die. But you totally but if you're passing out, you're not breathing. You're not getting oxygen to your head. And to look away, don't watch it. Yeah. Like like you, you like it. Yeah, I would look at it all day that long. Is but absolutely, but Craig doesn't like it, away. and he still looks at it. It's almost like. Yeah. Is it self-sabotage? I don't know. Is he just... Craig, if you're listening, you need to stop looking. <laughs> stop looking. Stop. We, we can't looking. diagnose you. We can't find anything on Google, man. All right. I know, I'm starting to think, like, as a kid, I was absolutely terrified of the doctor. Like, the smell, the look. Like, I hated going to the doctor. I would... They would ask me, like, do you have heart problems? Like, your heart is beating so fast. And I'm like, no, I actually have white coat syndrome. And it's a real thing. Like... People get major anxiety before going to the doctors, and I've always just hated being in the office. Like I, the just smell hate is the pretty gross. I hate everything about it. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I don't like dentist is worse for me. The dentist, I would rather just have my eyeballs gouged out than go to the dentist. I can't stand it. Every time I go to the dentist, I get bad news. 
<laughs> it's like, and, I, and then and then, I'm, and then I'm triggered with my mom issues. Like, mom, why did you raise me on well water? Like, lack fluoride. I have a cavity every single time. I go to the dentist. You jerk. Oh, anyway. All right. Last up, we have Morgan and her phobia. My biggest fear in life is fingertips touching together. So I cannot physically touch my own fingertips together. Um, If you have to put your hands together, I always put one hand an inch below the other. I cannot watch people speak live when they are tapping their fingertips together. It makes me physically ill, it makes me sweat, my stomach flips. Um, And I believe the reason is that when I was in elementary school, we did a unit on the Holocaust and our teacher showed us a documentary in which they showed us um, where the Nazis would rip the fingernails off of the Jews. And from that moment in life, I have never been able to touch my own fingertips together or watch other people touch their fingertips together. I cannot do it. It's just sent sheer panic down my spine. I don't even think Holy we need a diagnosis. That's traumatizing. That is traumatizing. traumatizing. I, think I, I did look flips. this up, though. Is this it a is, thing? This is an actual true fear of people's fingertips touching each other or, like, just touch in general. Like, you are afraid of touching other things. It's called halophobia. Oh, dear God. Here we go again. We can't pronounce any of these. <laughs> We should, we, should, we should have brought a professional. I wish we would have had more Seriously. time. We would have brought somebody who like actually knows how to pronounce these words. Google's a professional. We'll, Google is a professional. Papaphobia. Papaphobia. But honestly, people have this like phobia of being touched or like their fingertips touching. And one of the reasons is it can be caused by a traumatic past experience. Oh, yeah. Which in this case it's, for Morgan yeah. is learning... Yeah, that nasty, the Holocaust, crazy yeah. thing about the Holocaust. But yeah, that's kind of crazy. Wow. Uh, feel free to uh, share your fears. We uh, just follow us on Instagram. You can post them there. Uh, follow us at intentionally disruptive. All right, coming up next week, we'll continue the "It's All a Bunch of Hocus Pocus" series with ghost stories. Andrew joins us to share his many ghost encounters. I heard there's quite a few. According to the podcast team, they are terrifying. That's coming up next week on Intentionally Disruptive. Intentionally Disruptive is presented by Microbe Formulas. Creating solutions at work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit us at microbeformulas.com.